Hello and welcome Gaurav to the show. How are you doing this morning? Thank you so much. Thank you so much for inviting me. It was such a pleasure to be here with you. And it is what afternoon right now in Delhi? This is evening. This is exactly the time. It's four o'clock in the evening and I'm super excited to be here with you. Fabulous. We're going to talk about a subject which, uh, you know, who better than somebody else from India? And of course, I can talk about this with complete humility, of course, out there. Right. <laughs> so what is uh, what is spirituality for you? And we want to explore a little bit today, like what is the intersection between spirituality and leadership? And I want to actually pick your brains on this. Um, and at the same time, like not make spirituality a taboo subject, like kind of understand like what exactly it is, because it's so hard for us to get a grip of it. Like we all have a clue of what that means for us. But I want to hear from you, like, what is it for you? Hmm. Yeah, it, it is definitely a taboo subject. And I'll try to give my version of this subject. Uh, for the longest period of time, I've been exploring this. So what it means is, would I have a definition that people would attest may or may not however as per my understanding spirituality if i were to define the most simple manner i would say spirituality is a process of coming back home spirituality is a process where i unlearn that i've learned by the conditioning that i've picked up from this world it's a process where I let go of all the identities that I have grabbed so as to adjust in this world and come back home. Spirituality is when I'm willing to be comfortable in my own skin without any need to look for external validation without any fear, without any frustration of who I am not, without any need to look for appreciation and acknowledgement from the world. So it's a lifelong journey, I would say. That's how <laughs> I look at that. It is a lifelong journey. It's a journey that one embarks on. Hmm. And I think that is the most crucial point is that embarking on that journey, because as you so rightly mentioned, it is a process and it is not um, a methodology. Hmm. It is not a state to attain. Hmm. It is not a place to be. Hmm. And it's a process and it's a journey and this journey back home, <laughs> like you mentioned. Yeah. And it's a journey about being comfortable in your own skin. Precisely. Now, how does one actually make that journey? What's uh, your philosophy of that journey? Hmm. Thank you. Uh, Deepa, I remember I was doing an interview with a gentleman. His name is Radhanath Swami. Radhanath Swami is one of the spiritual leaders that we have in India. Uh, He's a Jewish, he has traveled the world, and uh, he has learned uh, different religions. He has traveled to various parts of the US, various parts of Europe, various parts of Middle East, India. 
And during the journey, he explored and he has met several spiritual leaders. He has written several books and uh, he's a spiritual leader with this con. And I got an opportunity in the year 2012 to interview him. And I asked this question, Radhanath Swamiji, you have written this book called The Journey Home. And in that book, you have written a lot about spirituality and you have mentioned it's important to find your calling and uh, surrender to that. And I asked this question from Radhanath Swami. Radhanath Swamiji, I'm like a small child in my nappies. I don't know how to find my calling. How should I do that? He smiled. He giggled like a beautiful child. And he said, hey, you have started the journey. I said, what do you mean by that? He said, by asking the question. So my take on spirituality is the very moment that we are asking a question that how can I get into that path? How can I embark this journey of spirituality by asking the right question? Because as I often share with people, the quality of your life depends on the quality of question that you ask. And in case you ask a lousy question, you'll get a lousy answer. And in case you're asking a question, hey, how can I embark on this journey of coming back home, knowing myself, living my life from a space of uh, comfort and peace and joy and not getting hooked or not getting uh, attached to any identity. The journey has begun because it's more about let go. It's more about letting go of who you are not, letting go of your titles, let, letting go of what I'm getting attached to. It's about unlearning and getting comfortable with where I am, who I am, and looking at the life ahead. It's a beautiful question to ask yourself, like, who am I? And it's a lifelong journey to actually answer Indeed. the question. <laughs> Indeed. And um, there's one thing that I keep saying is like, what is it that actually brings you true happiness? Is it the power? Is it success? Or is it status? And it's actually, I wouldn't say none of these, but I would actually say that is, how can you achieve success in harmony? Mm. Like, how can you have that success that you dream to have because you want to create something beautiful? Mm. And at the same time, do it in a way where it feels peaceful, not only to yourself, but to others around you. Yeah, yeah. And to the world around you. Mm. And it's that achieving success in harmony that really becomes key and is part of our journey mm. to asking ourselves, like, if I have to achieve success in harmony, if I have to do things with ease and peace, mm. then how am I getting in the way? Yeah. What yeah. part of me is actually getting in the way? Beautiful question. Thank you, Deepa, for asking. And I think that's the journey that I'm on to for the last four or five years now. And... Uh, what is success that itself is a huge question because everything that comes to my mind, it takes me away from joy. And I would bring another word. Instead of happiness, I'll bring a word called joy because I personally feel that happiness I get when I'm feeding into my needs. And joy I get when I'm feeding into my desires. Desires is what I believe it's related to my inspiration and my intuition. And that comes from when I'm willing to let go of my own self and be an empty flute, when I'm willing to live from a space of service, when I'm willing to operate from a space of finding my own gifts and talents, collaborating with people 
who are on the same purpose of serving others. Now, having said that, Exactly. Can you give an example? Like, make it a bit more concrete for us, right? Yeah. Uh, because I love this language. Like, you just get, and we want to make it actually normal for people. So, what was one moment in your life where you said, like, wow, I was so, I had so much joy in me at that time, or like, you know, this moment brought so much joy into my life, or this thing, or that, whatever was it. So, what brought, what brings you joy, or, and can you share an example of that? Would be happy to do that. Thank you so much for asking. It's very important to bring ourselves back uh, from 35,000 miles above ground to something that we can touch and feel and share with others. You know, every time when I'm coaching or facilitating, every time, every time when I'm leading a program, every time when I'm doing calligraphy, every time um, when I'm talking to my friends, every time when I'm collaborating with others, uh, to do a very small act of goodness or kindness. That's the moment I forget myself. There is no calculation of the time. There's no instance where I can recall, hey, we started at this time and it's already like 10 hours. So we have been doing that. And I think that's the space that what I call it being in flow, where I'm in touch with my universe, where things are happening through me, right? So a question that I often ask myself is, uh, when I'm doing something without any desire, not desire, when I'm doing something without a need to fulfill a need that I have to show that how smart I am, to show that how impressive I am, to show that how kind I am to the world. So very, very those moments, it could be as simple as getting to conversation with somebody when he's looking for or she's looking for a pair of ears. I think those are the moments and those are very, very small moments in our day-to-day conversations where I tend to forget who I am and things start to flow through me. Mm-hmm. If you mean what I'm, if, if you understand what I mean. Uh, I totally, I totally understand what you mean. It's like there is a cell sense of like, things start to flow through you, it's like you're no more becoming the focus of attention. Yeah. But the focus is becoming and lending your ears to the other person. Precisely. The focus is on being of service to the other person. And that is what brings you joy. It might be something else for some for somebody else. So yeah. for the audience who's listening out here, like think back at the moment, like what were you doing when you experienced joy like Gaurav is talking about? What was happening? Who were you with? Mm. What was going on? These are great questions because once you know what is your source of joy, then you know exactly where to focus your attention. I often say this, like where attention goes, their energy goes and where energy goes, life grows. Precisely, precisely, absolutely. Firm believer of that. Wherever attention goes, the energy flows. I would just add one more word to that. Wherever intention goes, the attention grows. And when attention grows, the energy flows. And as you mentioned, when energy flows, the life grows. Yeah. 
So hmm. one simple and easy way to bring joy back into your life, even if you're under lockdown, I'm sure there's some ways to find that. <laughs> I oh, remember, absolutely. you know, last week, my clients said to me, oh, it's so terrible. We can't meet. And I said, listen, restaurants are closed. Your office is closed. Listen, why don't you wear your walking shoes and we'll walk down the park near my house. I have a beautiful park near my house. And so this is what we did. So there are ways in which you can be pushed to get innovative and yeah. find new ways to actually bring that vitality and the joy back into your life. So uh, adversity, like uh, we say in India, right? Adversity is the mother of innovation. Adversity pushes us to actually innovate and find new ways of what normal in normal days brought us joy. We just have to innovate and find different ways to bring us joy. Precisely, precisely. And, you know, as you're asking this question, Deepa, I'm also contemplating, uh, you spoke about the first step. I would say the first step is, of course, we all know that it's about awareness, right? By asking the question, the question will allow us to bring, bring back our awareness to how can, we distant, how can we distant ourselves from what we are getting hooked to and hooked with. I think something which is extremely important is intentions. What do you stand for? And I'm no way saying that I'm not even only talking to a leader who has got the title of a CEO. I'm talking to every leader, even if he's a janitor. Like, what do you stand for? And if, the, my assumption is it's not very easy to get an answer to this question, right? However, oh, it's my favorite topic. <laughs> now you just touched upon my favorite topic here. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure. And in case we can continue our journey by asking this question, what do I stand for? What do I really care for? Uh, why I do what I do? What's the message that I have for the world? Um, I think rest, everything will fall in place. You know, this, this friend of mine, I'm, I must tell you this, a friend of mine, he's based on Bangalore. He often shares, if you don't stand for that one thing, you will fall for everything. Life will run you by. That's such a fabulous saying, Absolutely. right? If you don't stand for one thing, you will fall for everything. And um, it's not only in the big things, like what do you stand for in your life? Like no. what, um, but it's also in very simple things. Like, and I asked this in, you know, team coaching sessions, I asked people like before the meeting begins and before the workshop begins, what is your intention for this meeting? Mm. It's a great moment to pause and to think about why are we here? We become so fatigued by the rhetorical meetings, like, you know, the same status meetings, the same things. And how do you grab someone's attention? Like, how do you hmm. stay attentive? Like, how do you know why? Like, you know, just walk through the day with one after the other after the hmm. other. Hmm. And it just becomes so, you become so numb to what's happening out there, right? And especially if you're locked down, you're at home and you're taking care of kids and you're going uh, to one meeting after another and you're like, oh my God, it is just going to sap you out of your energy. Precisely. And you're going to be tired and go get yourself tested for COVID. So many people I know have done that, but there's no COVID, but it's basically sapped out of yeah. mental vitality. Yeah. 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 And so ask yourself that question that Gordon's just talking about is like, what is your intention in every single moment? Like, and I say that even like when I walk into a grocery shop, What's my intention here? My intention is definitely to buy a groceries, but my intention is also to create a positive experience for myself and the cashier and the person Precisely. who's serving. So it doesn't need to be something 
big out no. there. Like no. my no. intention is to um, impact 1,000 people. Well, that is my intention <laughs> in the next two years. I bet you have yeah. some great intentions too. But, you know, for the listeners out here, like intention can be something, it, it is very, very situational. Yeah. From the moment you're listening to this episode, what is your intention here when you're hearing both Gaurav and me? Hmm. Why are you here? Precisely. Precisely. And so, uh, Gaurav, how do you distinguish the intersection between spirituality and leadership development? Uh, again, great question, Deepa. Thank you so much. I wish you could write all these questions and then we can actually write a book on that. <laughs> Now, let's look at what is spirituality. As I mentioned to you, spirituality is all about uh, coming back home. What is leadership? I personally say that leadership is a process by which a leader leads a team of people towards a common purpose. It's about finding your voice and helping other people to find their voice. It's about fulfillment. It's about execution. It's about contribution. It is a performance art. Now, I often share with people that the journey of a leader is a journey of a lifetime. Who you are is how you lead. Now, unless I know who I am and what I stand for, I will not be able to lead. And even if I'm able to lead, from what space am I leading? And that's where it's extremely important to identify and look at from where you're operating from. There are so many people in the world who have got the capabilities out there. They've got the competencies, they've got the skill set, they've got the expertise. And yet there is dearth of good leadership. Why? With due respect to Osama bin Laden, he had all the expertise to influence people. He had all the expertise. He was an eloquent speaker. With due respect to Donald Trump, he has all the skill set. Super intelligent person he is. But at the same time, we had the likes of Nelson Mandela, Mahatma Gandhi, Barack Obama. I'm sure Joe Biden. Now, if you look at what are the commonalities and what are the differences? The commonalities are all of them, they are super skilled. They have got the expertise. They have got the necessary skill set. The difference is from where they're operating from, the consciousness they're operating from. So either you can operate from a space of reactive tendencies or you can operate from a space of integral and unitive tendencies. And what do you mean by reactive tendencies and the, the unitive or integral tendencies or competencies or the context? You know, as I mentioned, if, if I'm falling for everything, if I'm falling for everything, that means I don't have one thing to stand for. And unitive is, what do I really stand for? So once I have this clear understanding, once I know which consciousness am I operating from, once I really, once I'm aware of my intentions, not for myself, but for the world, and then I can add on the skill set. And if that is not in the right place, and when I'm saying that's not in the right place, what I mean is that's not for fulfillment, that's not for execution, that's not for contribution. That means it's just to feed into my own ego. And that's where I'm creating a distance between who I am and who I believe or who I would like to be 
to feel good about myself in this world. So in case we can reduce that distance of being very comfortable with who I am and keeping a, a purest desire with an intention for myself and for the world. And from there, if I can start to build it up, that's where the intersection of spirituality and leadership is. And that's where you can create something so peaceful, uh, so harmonious, so pure for yourself and for the other world. And that would bring the internal stability and the external equilibrium. Yeah. So just to kind of bring um, focus and attention is um, the intersection between spirituality and leadership, just like our, what he mentioned was like, who you are is how you lead. And as you mentioned right at the start of the podcast is leadership is a process of getting to know who you are. And we talk about who you are because, you know, I see two separate worlds, like, or I have seen two separate worlds, and I still sometimes see two separate worlds. And this is where the intersection between spirituality and leadership brings it into one world. So the two worlds that I see are like, one, where people go off into a vipassana camp, like a complete meditation camp, or uh, follow a spiritual leader um, and go to Village de Prunier in France, which is quite well known, like, you know, uh, which is from Tishnath uh, An's um, meditation center. And then on the other side are leadership trainings based on models coming from Boston. Now, mm. you could run those leadership trainings in a hotel room, and then the same person can walk in and do a 10-day meditation camp. Yep. Now, the intersection between spirituality and leadership is actually bringing both of these together, together in the same space so that you start to understand how your own patterns that you are repeating are unuseful to you yep. and how you can actually learn from some of those leadership concepts and models, which are more in the rational space. And then the spirituality is, of course, not in the rational brain, right? <laughs> and this is exactly why it's so hard to adopt mm -hmm. and say, okay, but what is the process? Like, I'm sure people are wanting to ask you and me this question, like, okay, Gaurav, like, what are the three steps? And what's that process for me? Well, of mm -hmm. course, if the minute we design that process, we get into a leadership conversation and not into a spiritual conversation. A spiritual mm. conversation opens doors uh, for me. It's like, you know, we have three different gods in India, like Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva. And mm. so uh, the, the Trinity, like Vish uh, Shiva, is like asking me the question, when I need to reset, mm. what needs to die within me? Mm. What needs to die in this project? What needs to die in this current situation so that something new can be born? Right. And these are the kind of questions that comes in place when spirituality and leadership intersect. Precisely. Precisely. That's, yeah. yeah, that's actually been um, my focus because I've done so many leadership programs in the West uh, it's just incredible. Every year I've learned, I've spent so much time and money and it's just been like, I want to learn. I want to learn. I like, how, you know, we face challenges in our life and we want to know how to actually overcome them. Hmm. But then the real journey for me began when I went to Varanasi. Yeah. And Precisely. so for those who don't know, uh, Varanasi is this holy, um, town in India. And, and one, of the old, one of the oldest towns in the world. Exactly. And when you stand on the ghats in Varanasi, 
Yeah. There is no way that you cannot ask yourself this question, who are you? Yeah. And how do you lead? It just comes to you. Precisely. The question just stands there right in front of your face. Precisely. Precisely. You know, this is a beautiful um, conversation we are getting into, Deepa. Thank you so much for bringing that. Just for the benefit of people, a little bit about Varanasi, as I mentioned. It's one of the oldest uh, towns in the world. And at the ghats, when you stand on one hand, you'll find uh, it's a lost cremation rituals going on. On the other hand, uh, the new, the infants are coming to take blessing from the god. At, a, at, at one point, you will see a baby of one day. And on the other side, the last ritual ceremony of an individual is going on. Now, that's the process that we all go through. We take this body and we leave this body. Now, what really happens in between is what we call as leadership. <laughs> right now. Just imagine that you are pouring in a lot of competencies in a cup. And if the quality of the cup is not that stable, what would happen is that anything and everything that you have would move out of the cup. And if there's even a small gap in the cup, it's going to start leaking. And that's where metaphorically, if we are talking about the skill set, is what we are pouring in. And the context is what I'm talking about, the cap, uh, what I'm talking about, the cup. If you look at all the skill set, is, is it required? 200% yes, because without skill set, you don't know how to speak, how to communicate, how to influence people, how to execute, how to manage teams, how to look at the templates and the tools in, in an organization, how to look at the balance sheets in an organization, how to get into stakeholder management, how to get into collaboration with international organizations. At the same time, if the heart is not in place, if the context is not in place, everything that you have done would not be doing any justice to humanity. And this time when everything is getting reset, I think humanity is required. Now, the name of my company that I run, it's known as X Monks. Ex-monk stands for the warrior monk. And when I'm using the word the warrior monk, what it means is that every individual, every individual, we need to have the traits of warrior monk. And that's where I would say both spirituality and leadership is required so that we can serve our own self and others. So, Karl, thank you so much for sharing your insights with us here today. And before you go away, what's your one last message for the audience? What's one thing you wish for them? Oh, that's a great question. I would say, hey, come back home. Your <laughs> home is much better than, because that's one thing, Deepa, I've struggled for life. And today also I struggle when I look at people, when I, when I start to compare myself with others, it brings in a lot of and sor grief and sorrowness. When I decided to come back home, I could experience a lot of joy. That's one message that, hey, come back home. And uh, <laughs> let's look, look at our life and live our life from a space of intentions. So that's it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Come back home. Come back home to yourself and live with intention and ask yourself 
every single moment, every time you walk into a meeting, every time you walk into any new space, what is your intention? Why are you doing what you're doing? Fabulous. Gaurav, if people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way? Oh, uh, you can write a mail to me at gauravinspires at gmail.com. G-A-U-R-A-V-I-N-S-P-I-R-E-S at gmail.com. You can visit my podcast, The Ex-Monks Drive. You can visit our website called www.xmonks.com. Excellent. I am curious actually now. I haven't checked out your latest upcoming podcast. So I'm going to go and check out. So I'm sure it's going to be a fabulous listen. So I'm saying that I'm completely watching for Gaurav. So go head over and listen to uh, X Monks Drive. I'm sure it's a fabulous podcast. Thank you so much. And I'll put the links of all these information in the show notes for our audience. Thank you, Gaurav, for being here with us. Thank you so much, Deepa. I think you are doing fantastic work and you're helping people to meet their potential. So thank you so much for being a wonderful person that you are. Thank you. So thanks so much for listening. I look forward to talking to you again in two weeks time. And until then, stay cool. Just note that we have now switched to publish episodes every second and fourth Monday of the month. So there'll be an episode once in two weeks. Thank you so much for listening and look forward to talking to you again in two weeks time. And until then, stay cool.